Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Brian's Toys. At Brian'sToys.com, you can find Star Wars toys and collectibles from 1977 to the present. Brian's Toys has it all, from vintage toys and action figures right up to the latest releases. And when checking out, be sure to say you were referred to Brian's Toys by Star Wars Action News. So go check out the world's largest selection of Star Wars toys at Brian'sToys.com. Listening to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. Welcome to Star Wars Action News. Arnie, I am, and bring you wisdom, I will. See, people get all upset about people talking like Jar Jar. Yoda can be really annoying in long doses. Yes, he is. If you say so. Yeah, his backwards syntax, yeah, no. Wisest being in the galaxy doesn't know where to put his prepositions. No, grammar was not the wisest area for him, apparently. Grammar not make one great? Mm-hmm. Okay, you sound like Fozzie the Bear. So does Yoda, so I'm True. doing a pretty good impression yeah. there. <laughs> We have a big show coming up. We have Nathan continuing looking at all of the different types of EU with some of the home video releases. We have Steve the Ginger Prince with a UK report. We have a big contest from Lego. But first, why don't we talk about what we are finding in stores? Some of the Walmarts are marking down the vintage figures to $6 ahead of the November 7th sale price date. Well, worse, some are marking down the vintage figures to 6 when it's supposed to be the basic figures. Yeah. This whole multiple Star Wars lines is causing the mass confusion we thought it might at retail. Hey, but at least for once, it is benefiting us instead of like the basic figures being jacked up to the price of the vintage. The pendulum has swung both ways on yes, this. Yes, it has. And take advantage of it you can now at walmart starting november 7th their toy book takes effect which is their pre black friday sale prices it's kind of their answer to toys r us's big bi- book big book yet another way for walmart to kick toys r us in the nads mm-hmm. but good for collectors the biggest item the ad at is going to be 79 dollars, which is a wonderful price for something that you should pick up for yourself for your kids for your friends kids grandmas but- may like it you never know The Toys for Tots bin. Yeah. They're also going to have the Boba Fett helmet for $29. And that's the one that's the role-playing helmet that you could really have a nice evening with your woman. I'm sure. Well, actually, coming up, maybe we can. We'll see. While at Walmart, there are reports from people luckier than I finding the Mandalorian and ARC Trooper battle packs. Just keep getting emails in and photos in and I drool and go, I wish I could find those. Yeah, but ours are so overloaded with the Holocron heist. And the Hoth. Yeah. What we were able to find at Walmart is evening wear. 
evening wear. I don't know. I always think of that old Wendy's commercial, which was like the Soviet fashion show. And it was like sportswear. And it had the woman in all gray. Swimwear. It was the same exact outfit with a beach ball. Evening wear. And it was the same woman with a flashlight. Well, that's how I feel about t-shirts. Uh-huh. I can wear them in the evening. I can wear them in the day. And Walmart has had a bunch of t-shirts. And one that I could not pass up was Adats. You say it's the year of Boba Fett. I say it's the year of the Adat. You think it is? Yeah. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. I really think it's a Boba Fett. Actually, I think it's just Star Wars' year in general because Star Wars is everywhere right now. Well, that's a good thing. But there is a lot of apparel, a lot of Empire Strikes Back specific and vintage looking, vintage feeling shirts out there. The other one was Lego Star Wars, which I normally don't see in the adult section. Mm-mm. But it was Obi-Wan and Anakin and a couple of clones. What's funny is I almost bought the Adat shirt and then I came home and you'd bought me the Adat shirt. Yeah, that was kind of funny, huh? Well, I don't know how I missed it, but it was on clearance for three bucks. I know. I Walmart keeps shirts out for literally like two to three weeks and then they hit the clearance rack be- and you can really get some cool t-shirts. I don't know what's going on with Walmart and their licenses now because Star Wars is everywhere and so is Marvel at Walmart in the boys and girls section. Also at Walmart, they have a glow-in-the-dark Vader poster. Meh. It's the same Vader art we've seen before, but... The fire? Yeah. Yeah. Sergeant Brick is starting to show up in the mail aways now. We come to this battle, Matt. I guess you just need to wait for his counterpart, Sergeant Brack. I would think it would be Sergeant Mortar. I was thinking Brick-a-Brack. Nah, I was thinking Brick and Mortar. Brick and Mortar stores don't really exist. They're on their way out. Over at Target, I finally found a Target end cap. Well, they have them in every aisle. You just found the Star Wars end cap. (laughs) Well, yes, yes, yes. I picked up the vintage package TIE Fighter and Snowspeeder. Very happy to have those. I think the TIE Fighter is going to be the harder one to find. They only had one TIE Fighter left. They had several Snowspeeders. And the TIE Fighter is only coming out at Target in this vintage package, whereas the Snowspeeder also has the non-vintage package. And as Jedi Temple Archives revealed on their site, this TIE Fighter has small wings but the new cockpit, thus creating yet another mix and match of TIE Fighters. I had no idea there would be so many combinations of this damn TIE Fighter. Well, this one's less screen accurate. Everybody was complaining for years and years. The wings are too small. The wings are too small. Now that we're all like, we want it like it was with a kid with the small wings. Yeah, because we had big wing, old cockpit, big wing, new cockpit. Just keep going on and on. It's like granimals with TIE Fighters. Yeah, better paint job, weathered paint job. It's just, oh my gosh, I could have one for every outfit. I think I do, don't I? What I didn't find were the exclusive figures. They had some, but not all of them, and I passed holding off because I'm such a completist that I think it's easier to find full sets on eBay than it is just to find number four, six, and five if I'm missing them. So the two-packs and of all kinds, the Clone Wars two-packs and the Geonosis two-packs were just ravaged. They were gone. But I did get something for Marjorie, something she'd had her eye on since Comic-Con. Yes, you got me the little mini Mighty Mugs, and they're really cute. They're in two sets of three. The first one, you get the Bounty Hunter pack. You get Bosk with his adorable little toothy smile. It looks like his teeth are just coming in, actually. Boba He's going to gum you to death. He is going to gum me. And then IG-88. Never really been a big fan of any of these except for Bosk, because Bosk is freaking cute. You know, I think I know why you like Bosk. He smiles like our Chihuahua. Does he? Yeah, he's got Cassie smile. Yeah. And Cassie's skin tone. He probably doesn't like to go outside either. We do not have a green dog. I should quantify that. I want to say I like the Boba Fett a lot and he comes with a gun which his larger counterpart did not. Yeah. And I like Bosk. I think he is cute. He looks like 
bounty hunter babies. IG-88, I'm just not going with it. You can't do much with them. Well, the problem is what makes IG-88 specific is his conical head. Mm -hmm. And here he doesn't have a conical head. He just, I don't know what he reminds me of, but like some spider droid, you know, with a hundred eyes that look in all different directions. He looks like an octopus or something. Yeah, I wasn't sure what he was at first. I'm like, I get Bosk, Boba Fett, and random spider droid thing. The second set had Yoda, Vader, and Stormtrooper. And I have to say that this Yoda totally looks baked. (laughs) Doesn't he? Smoke the ganja, I do. That's why I talk like this, I do. come on. Let's go to Jimmy John's. (laughs) He comes with a lightsaber or, as Marjorie calls it, a blunt. I think that is a blunt, yeah. (laughs) He does look high, doesn't he? He does. He He looks really stoned. It's it's his mouth. Well, it's also that droopy eyelids, the half-closed eyelids. He's definitely different than his larger counterpart. Mm -hmm. Then you get Vader and the Stormtrooper. Vader, I don't know. He's kind of got the IG-88 problem. He has the hood, but they just put too many white spots on his front and it looks like a spider yeah they made his eyes white which i'm not sure i agree with that decision but you know and the stormtrooper just looks like a little squat stormtrooper yeah they're cute though i like this line much like i said a while back about the mini bobbleheads i really support mugs at a smaller size and smaller price point because here they're able to include the accessories that people were complaining so much about with the larger ones they take up less real estate and they say Simply or cuter. You know, bigger is not always better when it comes to certain things. And I think mugs and bobbleheads, smaller is better. I agree. I don't like bobbleheads under any circumstance. However, I think the Star Wars version of Mighty Mugs just really lost it. And Marvel kicked butt. Even the Transformers kicked butt all over Star Wars and the Mighty Mugs. Now the Transformers suck all around. Oh, I liked Bumblebee. But I just like Bumblebee. Oh, the Transformers. Mighty Mugs. Mighty Mugs. I thought you were saying that Marvel Transformers is better. No, 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 Okay, yeah, yeah. The Mighty Mugs. Now, there is another set. There is a Clone Wars set also, which I will not be getting, but it has Captain Rex, Grievous, and Cad Bane. They did not have that at our Target. Huh. So I just got there a little too late, so something for me to keep an eye out for. For you. Uh, yes, for me, because of my completest nature. Mm-hmm. And Cad Bane looks cute in it with his Smurf face and hat. He does look like a big red-eyed Smurf. He's like Cowboy Smurf. No, I think he's like big old bong Smurf. He also looks high with those red eyes. Now, for those of you who want to be hip with the little kids and... That sounded bad. Cool. They finally make Star Wars silly bands, which I totally do not get still because they lose their shape when you put them on your arm. Yeah, I don't get them either. I'm sorry. I just don't understand them. And I'm still waiting for a listener to tell me why they're cool. A lot of people told me why beans were cool, but I don't get these silly bands. But yes, now they're out for Clone Wars, which is age appropriate, though. Mm-hmm. Because if there was a Han and Carbonite silly band, I'd have to have it. I don't know what that band would be shaped like, but I don't know what any of you these bands are shaped like. You know what it would be shaped, shaped like? like? A rectangle. Also at Target, they have more collector card tins. I don't know why Target is the spot for tins. They soak me out of so much money but yeah they do for the clone wars trading cards there is now a tin that i haven't seen a listener mitchell sent me a picture of it is shaped like a clone head and has eight packs of cards inside 
It's actually a really cool tin. A lot of them had been getting lazy. They were just the standard square tin with some Star Wars art. I like this one because it's shaped like a clone helmet. That means it's going to be awesome to try to pack away in a box. They've also got the Clone Wars lap desk over at Target, which I'm pretty sure is just the guts from all the other ones and a handy-dandy Clone Wars-shaped lap desk. Yeah, well, it had the Clone Wars art on it. It looks great if you don't want to burn your legs or if your child doesn't want to burn their legs on their laptop. Then they can put this little lap desk down, and we found it in the bedding aisle of all places. Yeah, that's kind of weird. If they had one original trilogy, I'd totally own one. Now, over at Toys R Us, I had a $5 coupon that was expiring. I hate how those expire. So I went over, and I got something that I hadn't actually seen before. I'm a little behind on some of the smaller vehicles that come with the figure. I got Desert Storm ATRT. Arnie, the Clone Wars did not go to Iraq or Afghanistan. Well, then why are they painted desert camo? I really cannot answer that for you. It's an ATRT with ARF Trooper Boyle. You should lance that. Yeah, you might want to. See, don't you wonder how he got his nickname? Because don't they all get nicknames over their characteristics because they're clones? So it's like he covered in boils. Maybe he makes Easter eggs. No, I can just think of a guy full of cankers. It says on the back that he is in a battle to retake Geonosis. I still think he looks like he's from Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. Now, they tore down the Toys R Us front display right after Halloween. But when I went before Halloween, they had a whole bunch of new stuff. They had the lenticular puzzles that Marjorie and I reported on from Toy Fair last year. Mm-hmm. They were all over the price points, depending on the size of puzzle you wanted. But yeah, they had lenticular and non-lenticular all from that company and the piece together where you can get multiple puzzles that form one big puzzle. Mm, the puzzle itself is a puzzle piece. Whoa, that just blows my mind. You also found some Mighty Mugs on clearance. I did they were four of the core ones too and they were really old i do not know where my toys r us got these because they weren't there before i got boba fett jango fett vader and the emperor it's like some kid was bad and his (laughs) mother returned his toys but i got them for two dollars each they were marked on the shelf at 298 and they rang up at 198 a piece and these are the full-sized mugs that's a good deal I think I might have had Boba Fett already, but for $2, I wasn't going to risk it. It's not like that's never happened before. Exactly. But this was only a $2 mistake, Mm -hmm. unlike Admiral Ozzel, who was $7 a pop. Yes. How many of those do we have? Like 10? What's funny is it allowed me to do a direct comparison against the other Mighty Mugs and how similar the paint jobs are between the mini eyes on Darth Vader and the spots on Boba Fett's head. But on the bigger one, the mini eyes on Vader work a little better because I I think they just didn't scale the paint down right on his face. Someplace you want to be checking infrequently, but it never hurts if you walk by it to go in, is deals. Quite a few times I found some Star Wars things there, and I've also found a lot of Marvel things for those of you who are just into general geekiness. But Marjorie, I think you're talking enough about Marvel. This is a Star Wars show. Oh, Pooh, okay. I think you're getting a little obsessed there. Well, I'm sorry I check both franchises now because you made me... Anyway... They had a bunch of puzzles there for a dollar. I'll buy that for a dollar. Yes, I know you will. And anything else. I know, I know. Speaking of impulse purchases. Yes. 
I was at Borders, and we don't have a Borders in our area. We have to travel out of town to get there, so I don't see all their little knickknacks. And Borders beats Barnes & Noble hands down when it comes to knickknacks. Yeah, all the ancillary crap they have at Borders is way better than Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Noble actually has a better book selection. Sadly, I'd like to also point out that Barnes & Noble is the only bookstore we have in town anymore. They run everyone else out of business. Including the Borders Express. Yeah, (laughs) they ran Borders out of business. But we always go there. If you're looking for calendars, Borders is your place for Star Wars calendars this year because I got the day-by-day calendar for Star Wars at Borders. Our Barnes & Noble doesn't have a single pop culture calendar of any kind, no Star Wars or anything. Have to go to the calendar store in the mall. Day-by-day. Yes. But at Borders, I saw this Yoda sitting on the Star Wars bookshelf. Now, one may wonder, as I often do, Arnie, why do you go to the Star Wars bookshelves (laughs) at Borders when you pretty much own every book that Borders? will stock i don't know but there's always have it there's always something that may show up really weird like a trivia book from a third-party publisher the unofficial star wars trivia and quiz book something like that may pop up i don't know i just always go but i saw this yoda there and it said yoda bring you wisdom i will i had no clue what it was but it was 1695 so i bought it (laughs) Uh It was in a nice box, like a really nice gift box painted like Dagobah. And it said on it, includes a book of Yoda's wisdom. And I don't know. I was thinking, I don't know how many of you are Twin Peaks fans. I know if you follow the Ginger Prince on Twitter, he's like reliving Twin Peaks. I remember reading Laura Palmer's diary that was written for that show. So with Yoda's book of wisdom, I'm like, what is Yoda writing in his years alone on Dagobah? Is this what this is going to be? Yoda's journal, deep thoughts by Yoda, like a frog. Sitting on a Venus flytrap, ambition is. Bite and bite the flytrap can. Bother the frog, it will not. For the flytrap, only tiny plant teeth it has. But other stuff could happen, and like ambition it could be. Something like that. It's kind of like, you're right, like selling the fake books based on fictional characters like the gumpisms and... Exactly, that's what I was hoping for. So first, let's talk about the Yoda statue that caught Wait, my Wait, you eye. were hoping for that. Yes, I was. Oh, I was dreading that, actually. The Yoda statue is kind of odd. It reminds me of those statues that come unpainted with the little paints right with them, and you have to paint by numbers the three-dimensional objects. You know what I'm talking about? I do, yeah. They come in, like, Hobby Lobby and all of yeah. that. That's what he reminded me of in sculpt and in paint, really. And he smells like cancer. <laughs> he really stinks. It's like cancer and B.O. It's like definitely a carcinogen. When 900 years old you reach, smell as good you will not. (laughs) Yeah, I it's like Yoda just decided deodorant's not for him. And he wanted to bathe in turpentine. It, it really is a smelly Yoda. Yeah. I think it's because of all of the phthalates from being in there. What's also odd is it's kind of weighty, but the bottom is not very smooth. It's like they broke off of something out of the mold. No. What that is is they obviously made them out of a mold, and that's where they smoothed out the plaster on the bottom to make it flat. So they it's plaster? Like, is that what he's made of? Yeah. It feels like these little statues my mom used to make when I was little. She'd mold them in this class and then bring them home and paint them all elaborate like and the one i've got left is for some reason i guess because it was a 70s i've got a crazy psychedelic painted elephant the paint job isn't bad he's got some terrible mold lines on his arms and i don't mean mold as in he's growing mold but mold is in the yeah what they yeah yeah that's exactly what it is where they filled it in two-piece mold three-piece i think each arm is its own piece perhaps no it's not put together it's a mold and i see what you're saying yeah yeah so it's an okay figure 
no one's going to judge it. I mean, you put it on your little shelf at work or put it on your bookshelf. It was like, oh, Yoda. No one's going to be like, oh, my God, that Yoda. He's totally got seam lines. It, it's a fine Yoda. It's much better than the Yoda that came with the aquarium. Yes. His box is a little gift box, which you can display him on. It has a backdrop of Dagobah and his little hut so he won't be homesick. <laughs> and inside the display base comes the book, as well as some stickers, two sheets of stickers, which are shaped like cartoon dialogue bubbles and filled with Yoda quotes. So I guess you're supposed to stick one on the backdrop next to the Yoda poster and you can decide what Yoda is saying. What if he gets tired of saying the same thing? I guess you have to put the sticker over the other sticker and you hope that the back one isn't taller. It has reach out and sense the force around you. Hard to see the dark side is. A Jedi must have the deepest commitment, the most serious mind. Have you heard any of these before? No. Oh, wait, there's two sticker sheets with identical stickers in them. What? Yes, I got two of the same sticker sheets. Maybe that's all there is and they just give you two. But then I got to the book and it says on the front, bring you wisdom, I will. It says on the back, learn from Yoda, teach you he will. I wanted Yoda to teach. I wanted to see, again, Yoda's deep thoughts. Is he going to tell me snakes bite? Is he going to tell me Harvey the dragon snake's good at poker? <laughs> What's it going to tell me? It starts with an introduction that tells us everything we already know about Yoda. The Grandmaster of the Jedi Council. We still don't know his species. It's not going to be revealed in this little bric-a-brac. See? You're right, you're right. And then I get into his wisdom, and it is simply quotes from the movie. Well, what all do you... I guess you did expect fake stuff, yeah. I see where you're coming from. And it's not even his. It's like, why wish you become Jedi, hmm? Mostly because of my father, I guess. Ah, your father. Powerful Jedi was he. Powerful Jedi. That's not wise. That's a quote. <laughs> What know you of ready? For 800 years have I trained Jedi. My own counsel will I keep on who is to be trained. Again, not wisdom, a resume builder. <laughs> Clear your mind of questions. All right, that's a fortune cookie for you. How you get so big eating food of this kind? Not wisdom. He's not Confucius here. That is not a rhetorical question. It's completely out of context, because how does Yoda know what you're eating? How does he know? What if you're eating a power bar or something? Is Yoda calling you fat? <laughs> is he a diet motivation and that's what it is? And then there's a lot of pictures of Yoda. So it's more like Yoda's photo memories than it is Maybe Yoda's wisdom. Maybe it's a wisdom. scrapbook of the time he spent with Luke. And on the Jedi Council. Maybe Yoda's a little scrapper and this is what he made. Maybe he drank a lot of death sticks and then did this. I think he smoked death sticks. Yeah, he might have. Well, suffice to say, I bought it on impulse. You know what it's great for? A gift for a non-Star Wars fan. <laughs> Or someone who's a casual, casual fan. Star Wars fan. Yeah, because I really can't see giving that to a Trekkie that they'd appreciate it. Oh, I, yeah, and for me, I look at it, I'm like, well, I got a Yoda statue. It reminds me a lot of the Hallmark ornaments in size and detail. Yeah. And it's not bad. Now, of course, this is what I get for impulse buying. I go home, check Amazon, and it's there for $11.50 and eligible for free super saver shipping instead of the $16.95 plus outrageous Chicagoland sales tax that i paid it's okay you've got it and you're somewhat happy i think it looks good with his little backdrop as a little desk tchotchke take him to work yeah i might maybe keep me company he will i'm already the toy guy at work yes you are you always have been you always are the toy guy one thing that i almost also impulse bought we were at the comic book store picking mm -hmm. up your issues of walking dead and chew and my yes. issues of star wars clone wars and old republic and again because i canceled my diagostini subscription all of a 
sudden he has a plethora of them in stock. He probably ordered some on spec because you wanted them and figured at least there's got to be another guy in town that will buy them. And turns out, no. They're just sitting there. I feel kind of bad. But they had Slave 1. Now, when we were doing our trivia night in Orlando, they gave away a Slave 1 Diagostini as one of the prizes. And you coveted it. I did. And I didn't win. I won a sideshow rancor. So that was a little bit better. Mm -hmm. But our local comic store had the Slave 1. I'm feeling a little bit bad because they probably have them all there because of me. And it's the Slave 1. I've got the Falcon. I need the Slave 1 to chase it, right? So I grab it greedily. You're like someone else is going to steal it from the empty shop. There's never anyone else in there when we go in there. And if there is someone else in there, they're usually too socially enough to fight you over a toy. And then I looked at it and wow. I'm so glad I stopped buying the Diagostini line of vehicles. It really looked like part of Slave 1 had been pointed north a little too long and had grown some moss. (laughs) They got the color way off on this. If you're looking at the Enhanced Podcast, take a look or head to our website, swactionnews.com. I just took a picture in the store to explain to everyone why in what Marjorie calls the year of Boba Fett, I skipped on Slave 1. That's okay. While we were up in Chicago, we actually went to a store called Gamer's World. And if you are in the Chicagoland area. Specifically, what burb were we in? We were in Schaumburg at Woodfield, and it was just a local store up there, and it was kind of weird. Everything was on sale where if you buy two, you get the third half off. I was freaked out because we went into the store, and it was like entering a time warp. Because they had almost every type of Star Wars figure looking at me. They had Power of the Force 2, Attack of the Clones, Episode 1, the Princess Leia collection, Episode 3, some of the new ones. They had 12-inch figures. I remember when collectors used to just complain and complain about the exclusive Cantina band with Figurin' Anne and Ichabel and Tech and all of these different Bith figures. Yeah, they had them all there. Buy two, get the third one half off. I picked up a lovely stuffed Jabba. They also had that clock that we saw on Entertainment Earth. The wooden one. Yeah, and it's not very good. No, it wasn't like grainy wood. It was just made out of wood. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. They also had the Entertainment Earth, those tin signs. They had those there as well. And yeah, I easily passed on those I don't know two. what I'd do with them is the problem. So if you're in the Schaumburg area, I realize this is a small group of you, but check it out. I also got to see there the Clone Wars computer keyboard, which I'd seen online. Until you see it in person, you just can't get a feeling for how cheap this keyboard is. It is so bad. If you want to have a real computer, which is presumably several hundred dollars, and make it feel like one of those little R2-D2 laptops for three-year-olds, get this keyboard. (laughs) This keyboard is perfect for one use, punishment. You spilled Coke in your keyboard. Now you have to use this. I don't exactly know why it's Star Wars. Because it's orange and blue. Orange, blue, and white. Okay, the fake guns are the orange, white, and blue now, remember? Yeah, but they're not in the... I don't know where the orange coming from, but the blue and white is close. I get blue and white. It's Captain Rex. It's 501st. You can't put red in there because it'd be red, white, and blue. (laughs) It would be. If they'd made the whole thing like blue in areas and striped it like Captain Rex's cat ears or the 501st stripe, I'd go with it. As it is, wow, easy pass once I saw it in person. 
person. Our final stop in the mall was a Stride Right Shoes. Yeah, they have little kids' shoes. And they all light up. I know. I don't know how I feel about that. I think it's cool, unless I'm sitting in a movie theater with those kids. True, because they always stomp their feet, and it's like, blink, 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 blink. Exactly. It's as annoying as what you just did. So there's a lot of Star Wars everywhere as places stock up for the holidays. Online. A lot of online news. Yes, I'm most excited about this first item. Well, you should be because it's from her universe and you're the only her around here. Yes. Actually, I'm excited about the two items that will be coming out at the end of the month. I don't know if you're ready for this, but this is where the Boba Fett helmet ties in. Boba Fett underwear set. Oh, yeah. I'll have (laughs) Boba Fett in my what, what? Yeah. So underwear set. Am I? Uh, I'm hoping it's bra and panties. Rennie on Twitter says that makes a whole new meaning to put Captain Solo in the cargo hold. I think it'd be awesome to have a Boba Fett bra and panties. Would it? Would it fill the I'm, mood I'm, for I, you? I, I don't know. I'm trying to decide if that's a turn on or a desecration of my childhood. As long as there's no Wookiee braids anywhere. Ooh, <laughs> too much, too much. Let's say Boba Fett. Underwear set, Boba Fett helmet. I guess it's just adult underwear. Then you'd have Boba Fett, I guess. Oh, they're also coming out with earrings. Imperial logo earrings, which I totally have to have. What I don't get is why they do a Boba Fett bra and panties. That seems counterintuitive. First of all, let's hope it's original trilogy Boba Fett and not Clone Wars 12-year-old Boba Fett, because that's just weird. That would be a little bit weird, yes. But second of all, why not just do like... Cinnamon buns on the boobies? I was thinking a pattern like the Slave Leia outfit, you know? Not really metal, make it cloth, push-up, whatever you women need, underwire, I don't know. I just see ads on TV. Well, you have to have the underwire. But put the pattern with the swirly from the Slave Leia on it. I like the Boba Fett. Well, we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But you like it in theory. Yes. Go with the Wonder Woman set I want. If you have $1,500 burning a hole in your pocket. I do! How'd you know? There's a bronze Macquarie Vader at Star Wars shop. It's approximately eight inches tall, which is a very close to $200 an inch. <laughs> I understand bronze is an expensive metal, but I don't like the look of it. And it's just way too expensive, but it is limited to 100 pieces. So if you have to have everything, buy now or you may never get it, which now makes me want it. Oh, boy. I still have too much outstanding with FX collectibles to even think about it. Yeah, that's going to hit like a ton of bricks one of these days. StarWarsShop.com is also stocking up for the holidays. They've got all kinds of holiday items out there. One to draw your attention to is an R2-D2 Nutcracker. Unfortunately, unlike the Nutcrackers of years past, this one's reasonably priced. $23.99. Yeah, it's kind of cute because it's R2-D2. I think Nutcrackers are spooky, though. Well, here's the thing. is He doesn't have the big jaw, so I don't quite know from the picture where he cracks the nuts. In his bum. I'm thinking that the dome may flip back and then crush the nuts That'd be kind of cool. I, I don't know. Over at Brian'sToys.com, they have the Clone Wars Wave 8 up for pre-order. This is Quinlan Voss, the undead Geonosian, Clone Trooper Draw, and Kato Parasiti. I probably pronounced that last one wrong. Those will be shipping around the end of the year. You can also get a Disney Star Tours Series 4 set, which isn't figures from Star Tours, but instead Goofy as C-3PO, Bad Pete as Boba Fett. I don't know who Bad Pete is. Well, he's obviously bad. And the one that I need to get alone, not as a set, Donald Duck as Han Solo in Carbonite. They've got plenty of vintage as well as high-end prop replicas, a lot of Power of the Force carded figures, 
figures. You can find it all at Brian'sToys.com. And remember, when checking out at Brian's Toys, please be sure to mention that you heard about them from Star Wars Action News. If you happen to be in the Pasadena area on November 20th, you definitely want to stop and check out Spoonful of Star Wars, which is 100 paintings of vintage Star Wars figures done by Buana Spoons. Can I say what's great about this? What? There's 100 paintings. There were around 96 figures, depending on what you call a figure. So that means, yes, there's even paintings of the Imperial Dignitary and Barada and a man, a man. <laughs> now, it's called Spoonful of Star Wars. At first, I thought they were had some spoons of Star Wars display exhibit, but it's because the artist is Buana Spoons. Star Wars Action News' Barrent is going to be covering this for us, so check it out. November 20th, all the details are at spoonfulofstarwars.com. And you know, a spoonful of Star Wars does help the medicine go down. Hmm. Well, next up, we've got the Ginger Prince with his latest segment on the UK. Greetings all, this is Steve the Ginger Prince, and I'm checking in with another update on what I'm finding here in the UK. So, let's start with the good news that Wave 2 of the Vintage Collection has hit. Yes, Revenge of the Sith is back on the pegs, but for the first time on Vintage Cards. I found them at both Toys R Us and at Forbidden Planet, four in total. Anakin Skywalker labelled as such, and not as Darth Vader. Call Center Obi-Wan with his headset. The Clone Trooper with new belt and the all-new Magna Guard with holy soft goods cape and naff head wrapping. I was a bit suspect when I first heard of prequel vintage style cards, but seeing these in the stores has convinced me. They look great in the wild and catch the eye, even if some of the image choices are not the ones that I would have used. If you're picking these up, True is the better bet at £8.99 a figure, a quid cheaper than Forbidden Planet. True has Clone Wars figures at £7.99, and with a £10 Clone Wars themed gift card available, if you spend £50 or more, now would be a good time to pick up that deluxe Atat, which is down to £99.99, or to pick up the Rise of Boba Fett Ultimate Battle Pack, which is the same price. Toys R Us is also pushing the two Force Unleashed figure packs at £29.99 each. Perhaps it's in light of the forthcoming Force Unleashed 2 release. Also recently released was the making of the Empire Strikes Back book by J.W. Rinsler. Now, wannabe trooper had reported in the European collecting section of the forums that he'd found the book at Forbidden Planet for £35. Well, I was able to locate it £7 cheaper at the music store HMV for £28, and Suzanne snapped it up and put it away for Christmas. Result! It's also on their website for the same price with free delivery, although I wouldn't want to be the postman who has to bring it to you. That's one weighty book. An oddity that I found was a board game called Galactic Conquest, which appears to be exclusive to High Street favourite Marks and Spencers, and is a price of £15. The box confuses Clone Wars graphics with original trilogy art, but although it intrigued me, I couldn't push myself to pick it up. Subside Sports has the Star Wars Adidas football shirts back in stock, and I've now seen the red and black AC Milan-style shirt in person, as my best friend Paul picked one up for the price of £50. It's got the same great detail as my blue football shirt, but this time it's a dark side takeoff. Empire Athletics are the team. They're sponsored by Death Star Communication, and the shirt belongs to the deadly finisher, number 7, Darth Vader. These are back in limited stock at Subside Sports after selling out and I still can't find them in stores. So if you're after one, strike online quickly. 
Suzanne is happy, Galactic Heroes happy that is, as she found the adorable Atat puppy with speeder bike and Atat driver figure for £39.90 at discount store Wilkinson's. With electric sounds, once you've found the battery compartment that is, the Atat is majorly cute and it's currently guarding Suzanne's Galactic Heroes collection. Lastly, I thought I'd let you know I finally got my hands on the Star Wars Clone Wars Rise of the Bounty Hunters Top Trumps card game. It's widely available for £3.99. The pack features some nice art from Season 2 of the Clone Wars, including characters like Satine and Ahsoka, who are already featuring big in Season 3. Right, stick a fork in me. I'm done. Back to the hosts with the most, Arnie and Marjorie. Thank you, Steve. And now we have Nathan joining us again, continuing his rundown of Star Wars EU experiences with looking at all the different ways you can own Star Wars in home video. Hello, Star Wars Action News listeners. This is Nathan P. Butler from StarWarsFanWorks.com and the Star Wars Timeline Gold, bringing you Expanding the Universe, your EU special report. We're continuing our collecting series this time around, but I want to touch on a topic that's not just EU. It partially is, but not entirely. You see, it's a topic that deals with the Star Wars films, but also deals with EU topics like droids and Ewoks. You probably know where I'm going with this now that I've mentioned both of those. We're talking this time about Star Wars home video collecting. Now for those who say, wait a second, this isn't an EU topic, let's do a quick reminder. There are different levels of canon in Star Wars, or how official, how quote-unquote real something truly is. There's G-Canon, which comes straight from George Lucas and his films. There's the new T-Canon, television canon, but that only applies right now to the Clone Wars television series currently airing, not to anything previously. It will also apply to the live-action series later. There's C-Canon, continuity canon, in-continuity or official Star Wars continuity materials. That would include novels, comics, video games, and previous Star Wars television series like Droids, Ewoks, and the Clone Wars micro-series. Then you have S-Canon or secondary canon, sort of stuff that's a little iffy right now. Things that may or may not be canon until they're referenced in something else. And then you have in-canon or non-canon, sometimes called infinities, the stuff that just doesn't exist within continuity. I call it apocryphal. The key here is that when you're collecting Star Wars on home video, you're basically collecting things from three different levels of canon, G, T, and C. George Lucas's films, the new Clone Wars television series, and those few productions, Clone Wars micro-series, the Ewok telemovies, etc., that showed up within C or continuity canon but aren't considered George Lucas level on par with the films. So this is an EU topic, it just may not seem like it at first. Star Wars home video collecting is something a lot of fans do, even if they're only collecting one version of each of the films. It's still a type of home video collecting. Generally speaking, most Star Wars fans out there have at least one copy of each movie, if not multiple copies. 
However, when I talk about home video collecting, we're talking about people who focus very heavily on the home video side of things. They actively search out multiple versions of different things, rather than it just being, oh, they've released a new one, I guess I'll pick it up because I'm a Star Wars fan, and we're all suckers for Lucas's re-releases. Unfortunately, there is one key thing to remember when it comes to Star Wars collecting when it comes to home video, and that is... You will never have a complete set. Your quest, your collection, will never be complete. It's literally impossible thanks to the way that Lucasfilm has handled home video releases. So as bad as that may sound, that is actually what we want to focus on here before we deal with anything about the approaches that different collectors take to collecting Star Wars on home video. Several points to keep in mind. Number one, as I mentioned, you're never going to be able to have a complete set. For instance, droids and Ewoks are only available legally in what I call butchered format, which we'll get to in detail here in a moment. Number two, it is impossible at the moment to have the complete Clone Wars television series. It's not possible if you're looking for the different cuts of episodes. The season set you may have bought on DVD or Blu-ray isn't complete because you only have the director's cut versions of Rising Malevolence, Shadow of Malevolence, Rookies, Lair of Grievous, Storm Over Ryloth, Innocence of Ryloth, and Liberty on Ryloth, instead of having the broadcast versions as well. However, even the single DVD releases, A Galaxy Divided, which contains Rising Malevolence and Shadow of Malevolence as half of its episodes, and Clone Commandos, that includes Rookies and the entire Ryloth trilogy, leave out Lair of Grievous. Therefore, you can get the broadcast versions of all of the episodes on DVD that are director's cuts on the season set on DVD and Blu-ray, except for Lair of Grievous, which is only available as a director's cut on DVD and Blu-ray. However, you can get this episode in broadcast format via iTunes, though some would argue that this would not count as a home video release. That's debatable. It may or may not be possible to get the different versions of the Clone Wars television series to have a so-called complete set. You definitely can't right now on DVD or Blu-ray. Number three, the Clone Wars micro-series is not in its original broadcast format either. It lacks the previously and next time portions, which arguably aren't necessary, but it also swaps the order of chapters four and five, making it a minor re-edit, not the original airing order. Number four, Revenge of the Sith has never had its 100% complete theatrical cut released on DVD due to two wipes and a shortened Vader no that were tweaked for home video. Number five, A New Hope's original so-called unaltered version was actually somewhat spliced together using, in part, the Laserdisc releases, making it the original version in its presentation, but not in truth. Number six, Attack of the Clones on home video includes several tweaks, including things shown only in digital theaters and tweaks beyond even those, making it a version more substantially tweaked than Revenge of the Sith, but joining Revenge of the Sith in not being a theatrical cut. And let's not even go into the IMAX cut differences for films like these for time. Number seven, The Phantom Menace was released in theatrical cut format on VHS, but then it was tweaked for DVD. This does, however, mean it's the only prequel film to be available in each of its major formats, tweaked and untweaked, so to speak. Number eight, 
a full collection of the classic trilogy would have to include the original version, the original home video version, at least of A New Hope due to the episode number and subtitle being present, the THX remastered version, the special editions, and then the DVDs of the special editions, which are now usually just referred to as DVD editions because of so many changes. That isn't even to mention other theatrical versions, such as A New Hope with its mono soundtrack, the version missing one of C-3PO's lines, and so forth. Number 9. A bit of good news. The Ewok telemovies, okay, not great news, Caravan of Courage and the Battle for Endor actually remain relatively pristine on home video. Number 10. The Holiday Special has never had a home video release, which should be obvious by now. Number 11. Many of the TV specials have never had home video releases, such as the Episode 1 behind-the-scenes special from Fox that was hosted by Samuel L. Jackson. And number 12. The big one. Ewoks and droids are, of course, the most glaring home video absences. While several episodes were released on VHS years ago, they never included the entire series, and the 1997 VHS releases of film-length stories from the series, followed by 2004's re-release of the same on DVD with a second feature-length tale, by no means comprise the entire series. Droids, The Pirates and the Prince contains re-edits of the episodes The Lost Prince, The New King, The Pirates of Tarnuga, and The Revenge of Kaibo Ren, while Treasure of the Hidden Planet contains re-edits of Tale of the Rune Comets, The Rune Games, Across the Rune Sea, and The Frozen Citadel. That leaves out the entire first storyline, The White Witch, Escape into Terror, The Trigon Unleashed, and A Race to the Finish, along with the episode that bridged the two stories seen in the feature-length re-edits, a single episode called Kobe and the Star Hunters. Ironically, the one larger story from the series, The Great Heap, which aired as a television special, is also nowhere to be found. As for Ewoks, it's even worse. The released movie versions of the cartoon series leave much to be desired. First of all, they're re-edits of episodes that cut, shift, and repurpose footage far more than we find in the droids episodes, and more episodes are left unaccounted for. The Haunted Village, the movie, so to speak, smashes together the episodes The Haunted Village, The Cries of the Trees, Rampage of the Flogs, and Sunstar vs. Shadowstone, which reverses the order of the first two of these episodes, the first two in the television airing, by the way, then follows with the third and the ninth episodes, as if they were somehow one story. The second of the Ewok cartoon movies, Tales from the Indoor Woods, does the same mangling job with Wicket's Wagon, The Traveling Jindas, To Save Deej, and Asha, which are, in the original airings, episodes 10, 5, 4, and 13, respectively. Does that make any sense to anyone? Moreover, while this leaves out five episodes of Ewok's first season, the entire second season is left in limbo without home video releases whatsoever. Though frankly, some would say that's a good thing. So with all of this, and more frankly, in mind, what approaches do exist for collecting Star Wars materials on home video without feeling as though it's a task that will never be complete, even if Lucasfilm stops re-releasing the films every few years? First, some people collect all of the releases they can in a particular format, like VHS or DVD. Given that most formats were only available in a particular era, 
those will not include every possible version of most Star Wars productions. A VHS collection will never contain Revenge of the Sith, for example, while a DVD collection will likely never contain the 1997 Special Editions or the THX Remastered Era version of the classic trilogy. Second, some collect all of the releases for the players that they have. For example, if a person has a VCR and a DVD player, they would pick up releases on VHS and DVD, but not, say, Blu-ray or Betamax. This is a more practical approach, given that it allows for greater variety in what one can collect, while making sure that all of those items that are collected can actually be used. Third, some try to collect each major version of whatever films they wish to collect. For example, one might have the so-called Unaltered A New Hope on DVD, the original VHS release, the THX Remastered VHS release, the Special Edition on VHS, and the DVD version and thus have all of the major releases of A New Hope, leaving out the more obscure items, like the old Super 8 film version. Again, though, this is a quest that will likely never be complete for quite a few Star Wars productions. Fourth, and this tends to be the most common for hardcore home video collectors, we see a combination of the second and third approaches. Someone who collects all the different versions of the films, often focusing mostly on the playing formats they can actually use as much as possible, while then supplementing that collecting with oddball items when discovered, such as my own special editions on VCD from Asia and my original home video Star Wars trilogy on CED, which I've never viewed because, frankly, I've never seen a CED player in person. The key here is that it ends up being about repetition, with only small variances in what's being collected. It is, for the most part, collecting for the sake of collecting, not for practical use, as multiple copies of the same film usually simply ends up with one preferred copy being the one viewed when it's time to grab something to watch, while the rest remain shelved. On the plus side, there is less to collect than if, say, one were collecting action figures or trading cards or even comics. The downside, though, is that it is one of the few collecting formats that does not seem to have any conditions for true victory or completion that would withstand much scrutiny, at least not until Lucasfilm digs into their vaults for things like droids and Ewoks. Bear that in mind if you decide to begin this oddball form of collecting. With that, we have one more topic to cover in our collecting series, and that's the video games. We'll cover that in the next segment. For now, back to Arnie and Marjorie. Thank you, Nathan. Finally, a couple quick hits to end the show. First, a listener sent in a paint job that they did on one of Hasbro's Boba Fett blasters. Because now they look like circus peanuts. With the orange and they're blue and white, it does not look like a gun. No. You know, I did this I myself. I guess that's the point. With the Han Solo blaster that Hasbro put out in the 90s, I picked up a couple of cans of spray paint and painted it black. Well, he got his and really worked it up real nice, much nicer than I did with my black spray paint, and created what is a very passable prop replica. So Yeah, it looked really cool. We've got 
got that picture on our website. Also, Lego put out a new little mini movie. With Jar Jar. And Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. It is very cute. Check that out. We got a link to it from our homepage. And our friends at Lego are actually helping us with a contest this week. Mm-hmm. We've got a Lego Slave 1 to give away. That is a big Lego set. It is a nice Lego set. It is sure to be one of the hot Lego sets of the season. And we're going to give it away to one lucky listener who posts a tweet on Twitter about us. We're SW Action News on Twitter. And if you retweet us or post a tweet telling your friends to listen to us or anything, you are entered in the contest. You have to do this between November 8th and November 14th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific. November 14th is the cutoff when we will select our winner. And speaking of winners, congratulations to Yoda365 on the forums who won the zombie trooper diorama that Barrett talked about last week. Really cool piece. I know Barrett's getting in touch with you on the forums for delivery. Congratulations to you on that. Well, I had my first Starbucks drink in the red cup, which is their holiday cup. So you know what that means, Arnie? Peppermint mocha. Yep. Must have peppermint mocha. They're back. But it also means it's time for the Sithmas Christmas exchange. I knew it was coming because I actually went to Toys R Us on Halloween day and they still had all their boo signs up like they had. But underneath it, they were putting out their Christmas decorations. There's no Thanksgiving anymore, folks. What's Thanksgiving? Doesn't the Christmas spirit cease to mean something? if it's one-sixth of the year. One-sixth? I think it's half of the year. Walgreens had Christmas stuff out in July. I want to give a shout out to Jason, our webmaster, Darth Prime on the forums, who heads up the Sithmas Exchange every year. It is so much fun because the Sithmas Exchange is like a box of chocolates. Yes, yes, Arnie. Continuing your theme with bad fictional books. Well, here are the rules for this year. If you'd like to send and receive a gift, we need you to sign up on our website, swactionnews.com. Registration until November 23rd at 11.59 Central Standard Time. If you sign up by this date, you will receive your match before Black Friday so you can get an early start on your holiday shopping. Now, I'm a procrastinator. Yes, you are, and so am I. That's so how it work. Early sign up is not my thing. So you can also have the late sign up up till December fifth. But this means you got to rush a little bit because the shipping deadline, no matter when you sign up, is December twentieth. To you really want your person to receive their gift by Christmas. Mm-hmm. So if you ship internationally, make sure you ship early. You get to choose to opt in or opt out of international exchanges, and this includes you, UK folk. You can choose to own. Only swap with UK folk or New Zealanders only with New Zealanders or... Oh, I thought you were calling UK not international. I'm like, well, what are they? No, it's... Yeah, you can be country specific or you'll ship anywhere in the world. Exactly. Well, I said that in a lot shorter time than you did. You did. Yeah, you're verbose. So check out all the rules in our newly redesigned forums, courtesy of me. I actually did some web design for once. (laughs) Go figure. So check it all out at our forums at SWActionNews.com. And thanks again to Jason. Yeah, Jason does an awesome job on this every year. He's like Buddy the Elf. Oh, that means it's time to start watching Buddy the Elf and watching Elf, isn't it? And Bad Santa. Yes. I'll drive you crazy with Elf, won't I? You're already holding your head. And we'll be back next week. Talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. 
You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcast, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that show at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News Book Club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at swactionnews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at swactionnews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at swactionnews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can help support Star Wars Action News by using the affiliate links on our homepage when shopping online. We would also appreciate it if you spread the word about Star Wars Action News by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or just tell a friend about the show. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also cast a vote for us each month at Podcast Alley. Links to both can be found on our homepage at SWActionNews.com. For more Star Wars collecting, please visit yakface.com, hanshideout.blogspot.com, and jedi-temple-archives.com, and we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. The Star Wars Action News team is web programmers Jason and Joe, associate produced by Brock, reporters Jerry and Steve, graphic design by Chris, and podcast enhancement by Berent. Star Wars Action News is copyright 2010, all rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademarked and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, all rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the Force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Star Wars Action News is a production of Venganza Media Incorporated. I, and the Hoth. Yeah. Not the Hoth. The Hoth. That's what I said, the Hoth. Okay. I thought you said the Hoth. I'm like, what's David Hasselhoff got to do with it? Very close to $200 an inch. <laughs> Wait. That's what she said. Can I point out that when you said eight inches tall, you held your thumb and forefinger about four inches from each other. 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. All the details. Well, I had my Fergus. 